0: Well thank you, um, hello everybody my name is Lynette, I'm a Recovered Compulsible Reader from Southern California. So to give you a little bit of background um, I came into the program OA quite young, almost 45 years ago, probably too young <laughs> um, because I think I still had part of that in me that um, defiant. I'm still going to try things on my own I wasn't ready to grab on to everything, um, and I also think you know uh, some meetings might be better than others. I don't know, um, and I remember that first meeting. I, maybe my sister went with me, and then afterwards we stopped off at a donut place and you know ate donuts on the way home. So, um, but it got better. Uh, some some ways got better, and some uh, not. So I, I think I floundered in the program for several years. It was, it was good fellowship in a way. And I made some friends and some of them I'm still friends with to this day. And I appreciate that. Um, but I didn't, I just didn't take, um, well, I took from people and sponsors but I, I don't think I, um, I was ready to really give myself and surrender to the program. And to me, the program, um, it's the steps. It's in the steps, um, whether the, you know, working with a sponsor, hopefully a sponsor is guiding you through the steps. That wasn't always the case, actually. Um, and there were sometimes when um, there was some step work going on, especially the first three steps, And um, it just seemed like you were guided maybe to the first three steps, and then it kind of just dropped. Um, And anyways, that was, um, it wasn't until years later I realized you really need to go past the third step. And the (laughs) third step uh, doesn't, there's no action, there's no result of the third step without going through four through nine Okay. But anyways, I'm kind of getting a little ahead of myself. I was, um, abstinent, not, not abstinent for years, you know, just kind of floundering around. And, um, and then I remember some times of losing weight and, uh, in the program. And most of these 45 years I have been in the program (laughs) and maybe, um, another food program. That's a 12 step program. um, I, in hindsight, um, realized that part of that time that was just the best that I could do. Um, And I remembered having some weight loss, having some pretty good abstinence at one time, and the sponsor that I had at the time said to me, if you don't sponsor you are not going to keep the recovery that you have. And I did not want to sponsor. I was kind of scared and I felt that, um, I'm not at that level, you know, this imaginary thing that you've, you've got to, um, you know, be at a particular level to, to sponsor. Um, sorry, I'm just, okay. Just changing the view on here. Um, and so I put that as out of my reach, which was, um, hurt me and I prevented myself from maybe getting some service and helping other people, but, um, just kind of up and down. And, um, and then in the, in the nineties, um, I, I had some good abstinence and I felt like I was working the steps and, um, actually got down to, um, uh, a, a goal weight, a, a, a maintenance weight—you know what I considered—and it didn't last for very long. Um, I found myself not sponsoring, kind of slipping away, going backwards, regressing. I stopped going to meetings. I stopped sponsoring. I stopped calling my sponsor, and um, and I had some big life changes going on. And I didn't handle those very well. How could I if I was getting into the food? I mean, that's been my experience that life changes. I think without um, a strong program, a strong program of recovery can be very difficult. So I got into, um, uh, that was a major relapse for me. And that was about 19 years ago. Very, very major. And um, I ate Um, the worst foods, you know, eating the sugar and eating the flour and other ingredients and and all the snack foods, the things that I don't eat now (laughs) or try to stay away from. And I gained all my weight back plus more. I gained 100 pounds in a rather short period of time, about a year and a half or a couple of years, something like that. And I used to judge people at meetings, you know, they came back oh, they gained weight, because I'm thinking, well, how do you do that? How did you gain your weight? You gained it all back, plus more. I mean, this was in my mind. I didn't say anything, of course. But I just didn't understand that. Well, I tell you, after that relapse, and then when I returned, I did not judge anymore (laughs) um, because I experienced it. And that experience um, taught me a lot. So, one thing that had to experience before I came back was just total helplessness and total hopelessness. I wanted to stop eating. My mind wanted to stop, but my body couldn't stop. And why is that? Because I have an obsession, and, and uh, the doctor's opinion um, actually talks more about the allergy and more about alcoholism, talks about the obsession. So I had the obsession of the mind. I always knew that. And then I had the um, allergy of the body. So when I would obsess about food, then I would eat. And if I would eat, then I set up the craving. And even if I wanted to stop, I couldn't. I couldn't on my own. I think all those years previously, I, I thought maybe I could. But I proved that I cannot stop on my own. It's a twofold um, illness, addiction, disease, and I have that. I am a true compulsive overeater. Some people may not be in the program. They could be a moderate eater or a hard eater, which that's fine. Um, but I was a true compulsive overeater and I could not stop. And I'd go to bed at night and I would just say, God, either take me now or do something. I was, I really, felt like I didn't want to live. I didn't want to commit suicide, but I didn't want to live, you know? And, um, so I eventually did come back to the program. I I stayed in, in touch with a couple of people and I returned and I vowed that I wouldn't leave, which was very good. But just staying in the program, um, only doesn't get recovery or or not to the point that I am right now, let me just say that. Because I think by not leaving, of course, that was helpful. And I've had some abstinence and work with sponsors. i always had a sponsor, actually. And I actually started sponsoring. So I went through some steps, or the steps. and um, But I would still have slips. I would still have a relapse. Maybe it was a day, maybe it was two days. Um, nothing like that made relapse, nothing like that. And I would lose weight. And um, I remember being in graduate school in, from 2003 to 2006. And I thought, wow, what a difference. Undergraduate, I couldn't get through school without eating. Graduate school, man, I can't get through school unless I'm abstinent. You know, I needed to be present. I mean, I just noticed that big, uh, big difference. And so I was grateful for that and happy for that. Um and so I, I continued on. I, I lost some weight. I've as I said I've always had a sponsor. Um I felt like there was some spiritual recovery, um, which I've always thought that my program I was weak in the spiritual aspect. And that's the most important aspect, the spiritual part. When we recover from that spiritual malady, that soul sickness that uh, is in the big book and, and in the twelve and twelve that Bill talks about. When I recover from the spiritual malady, then I recover physically and mentally. And I was kind of focused on the physical and mental part often. And um, and for me, that that spiritual malady is really focusing on on a. Step two and step three and making sure that I am thorough about those because I didn't really want to surrender uh, my will and my life and and everything to a higher power of my own concept, whatever, you know, the God of my um, concept, which was real important to me, my own conception of a higher power. That was the only way that I could do it. Um, and I remember a few years ago thinking and and again I was I was down to a normal weight and um, which I was I was grateful for and without the program I would never have married my husband seven and a half years ago I married late I was never married before Um, but without the program and some recovery that would never happen but I remember thinking you know sometimes I, I felt like my program was pretty good but I would still be on the fence sometimes about certain foods, you know, chipping away maybe at eating extra, eating in between meals, Um, maybe binging sort of a bingette on abstinent food. (laughs) Um, And I thought, wow, that's really not what I want to do. That's not the kind of recovery I want. But I did tell myself, and I think I really truly believe this. I thought if this is the best that it gets I'm okay with it and I really was but I felt that I was missing out that there might be something more Um, and there was Um, I made an outreach call to somebody um, and she told me about this meeting on the phone every morning and okay and I started listening and I was blown away by the structure of the meeting, by the recovery of the people um, on the meeting. Um, And I listened for three months and I thought, I want a sponsor that does this (laughs) (laughs) and I want to go through the steps again this way. And I did. And we went through the steps using the big book. Reading every page, doctor's opinion, all the way through to page 164. We, I think we, we skipped um, to the wives and employers and one other thing, but all the way through. And, and doing the inventory according to the big book, you know, how it's done there. Um, and when I gave away my inventory, I really felt a spiritual experience. I really felt connected to my higher power. I was unblocked. I could feel there was a channel and, um, and it was wonderful. I couldn't wait for the next step because this I think was really what I wanted. Didn't know exactly what it was, but this was it. And it took me off of the fence. Um, and, and, um, I have been listening to that meeting almost daily for four years and have been sponsoring that way it it is an oa meeting but i just really love it and um and i do other oa meetings also but that's how i sponsor so what does that have to do with relapse to me in my opinion um sponsoring somebody who might be a chronic relapser if you use that name or somebody who relapses a lot and somebody new to the program isn't that different okay i might have a different way of taking somebody through the steps who is a chronic relapser i'm doing that right now with somebody and she's on her eighth step she's going to be we're going to go through all that on saturday and um and she hasn't been able to do that for a while so it's working the steps. Relapse, work the steps. Brand new, work the steps without fail and without stopping. That hasn't been my story all the time, of course. Um, it's a tough lesson to be in the program for years and years and not work it how I really wanted to or how I really do right now. And I would say it's almost wasted time. You know, I got to the point where. You know, I'm at, I'm on the last third of my life, right? <laughs> so I can't think that, oh, I can I can recover in the future. I'll do it later. No, I I did that. Those years are gone. They're over with. How do I want to live from this moment until I die? Really. I want to live recovered. I want to live abstinently. I want to live working the steps. Now, I'm not perfect at it. Um, I've had some small relapses, you know, in the last few years. But I have to say, they weren't on the (laughs) sugar and flour foods, thankfully. Um, They were maybe five minutes, you know... um, Food in between meals, extra food. And I know that at one time I would say, well, I would still, I would still be abstinent. And, you know, it's, it's a call between say me and my sponsor, but ultimately up to me. And so maybe I've been kind of hard. I don't know. And it doesn't matter. So I've probably had six months, you know, of the kind of abstinence that I want. And hopefully that's it. I don't have to have any more extra bites or go into the kitchen in between a meal and, look around. I don't do that anymore. I don't look in the refrigerator. And I do feel neutral around food that people talk about. The big book talks about that. Um, and and uh, in the doctor's opinion, you know, Silkworth, he mentions about three or four times how the alcohol had to be put down and all forms of alcohol. Hmm. So how does that apply to me? I had to put down my alcoholic foods. And what are they? Well, I had to make a list of what those are and work with my um, step guide or sponsor. What are my alcoholic foods? My alcoholic foods may be different than yours. And I was in a program for quite a few years where the food was the same for everybody. And, um, And that might work for a lot of people. But I felt towards the end that there are some foods on here that aren't maybe right for me. And other foods that are not on the list that I could eat. So, so we tweaked that, you know. I, I made some um, some adjustments to that, and um, and that has really worked. But it, it's that's an individual thing, and um, so yeah. What else, What else do I want to say? That um, I just feel that I don't have to relapse anymore, as long as I'm in the big book, working the steps. Uh, according to the big book, I'm always learning something in there um, and w- working in 10, 11 and 12, but always growing from that when something comes up as it always will, because that could take me back into relapse, those irritations and daily disturbances, disturbances and resentments. I need to do a tenth step. Call somebody, write it out, go to My Higher Power, do a 10-step. And I'm doing that 11-step every morning and every night. And then making outreach calls, taking outreach calls. This has to be, I need to be diligent about this. So I continue to do what I've been doing for the last four years and making that closer contact with My Higher Power. That spiritual growth continues. Thank you for letting me share.